0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show, streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Hell of a show today! I think you guys uh, have really stepped up. You see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I'm. I also agree. It's been one hell of a show.
1: See, what do you think of that action? No question uh we are oh Andy's with us now i never get to say goodbye to aj anymore i gotta remember when when this segment comes up i gotta say goodbye to him because well, i never get to say goodbye to him anymore. he
3: is technically in the studio right now still
2: i'll tell him oh, goodbye aj is- hey, oh, hey, he tom is. says goodbye all right thanks tom goodbye
1: well there you go goodbye aj you
3: guys got easy as
2: your- that
1: <laughs> was he wearing on ham's ham's beer shirt no what that's officer that? dave oh officer dave's in okay because i saw the ham's beer shirt I don't know what the hell that was all about. Didn't that say Ham's Beer on it? Yes, it sir. I thought so. I thought it did. No question about it. There you go. There it is. I thought it said Ham's Beer on there. <laughs> Ham's the Beer Refreshing. Ham's. You guys probably don't remember that jingle.
4: I nope. do definitely do.
1: Okay, we getting some volume on his mic. That'll be good. I And he's got you now? Try it now. Is that any better? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. No question about it. Um, what was the special logo for hams? What was the animal they used? A little they,
2: bear. It's yeah.
1: The bear, oh, yep. Ham's kind of,
2: beer he was,
4: Ham's bear. Yeah. Ah. He,
2: he was kind of a skinny bear.
4: Oh, he was not a skinny bear. <laughs>
2: I kind of remember it being like an elongated bear.
4: He, Yeah, he was
1: rather elongated, yes. An elongated bear. And the other, the other part was... Let's see how uh, we we'll get this. Uh, their their slogan: Hams the beer refreshing. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. They also had. Oh, what was the actual first name of Mister Ham? Theodore. Absolutely, Theodore Ham. Boy, you know all this stuff. My dad delivered beer for, and he delivered Hams beer
4: for twenty years, Tom, from oh. sixty six to eighty six.
1: Boy, that was Minnesota's beer for a long time. Hams was the yep. beer of Minnesotans. Yep, I've never had it. No. Does it no, even exist? Still around? Still around. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Oh. I was
5: just, Yeah, I just DJed a wedding where... Why isn't
3: no, don't your have mic working? Can you hear me now? Uh, there you oh, go. No, there we go. That was weird.
5: Oh, yeah. No, I was saying I just DJed a wedding where they exclusively served Ham's beer because they're like, really? we all love it. So we, the only mm. keg we're tapping tonight is <laughs> Ham's, and everybody Sometimes. went crazy. You know what? Sometimes lack
2: of options is delightful. Oh, 100%. Like, okay, I want a beer, then that's what we're getting. It's you like know. this Costco of situations where you go, oh, you only have one choice? Okay, I'll get that.
4: No, that's my my son's getting married next week, and that's... <gasps> He's having one kind of beer, and it's not hams. but oh So you're going really? like,
5: to sneak a case in? Yeah, I might.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All the crap I've got it for it not being hams,
1: yeah. What is the one beer he's having, do you want to say, or do you just wanna not want to say? It's Mick it? Goldenlight. Mm. Uh, get back to hams. What's <laughs> his <know>. first name? <laughs> What's m- Scott. Scott is his first Scott, name. Scott, get the hell out of the house. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go away. Uh,
2: where is he getting married? Like, what city? Loretto. And uh, the, is this your first kiddo that's getting this married? This is the
4: first one to get married. Yep.
2: Congratulations. That's yep. very exciting. How old
4: is he? Uh,
1: 30. Oh. Okay. Good age to get married. Yep. It's a good mood. Yeah, 30 is 30's a, 30's a good time to get married. No question about it. <laughs>
2: trying to high five <laughs> no you, Andy. Quite. I agree.
1: Air five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I was trying to think how old I was when I got married. I think I was like 34. Hmm. I was 33, about to turn 34. That's what it was. Just about two months later, July 7th, and then on November 7th, I turned 34. So yeah, there was, you
3: go. Yeah, I was 33, so, turning 34
1: as well, I believe. Yep, you were, mm. I think, exactly right. Hey, those those marriages tend to last, so that's good. Yeah, it's, uh, the
3: there's like a age-divorce rate curve. And uh, yeah, that seems to be, I think, like the best spot is like late 20s, early 30s. No, oh I got married at 24. Uh, 24 is still better than, like, 18. <laughs> oh,
5: yeah, the fresh out of high school. Yeah, those <laughs> do I not married. tend to
1: last. Oh, oh, God. I can't even imagine me getting married at 17 years old. Oh uh, or I was 16 when I got out of high school. Oh, so.
2: God.
1: But getting married at 16
3: would not have been good Let's for me. See. Before, if you get married before 18, which apparently you can do, Mm -hmm. Uh, 50% divorced within 10 years. But if you get married after 25, it's half that rate. See? So there you go.
2: Most of the guys I was deployed with got married quick right before we deployed.
3: Oh, that's not a good idea.
2: And they're on their second or thirds yeah. now, because no, I'll always go back to their, you know, they'll write some comment or whatever, and I'm like, God, that wife looks so different. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's a different human.
3: <laughs> yeah, getting married no right point. before deployment, I just don't get
1: it. Well,
2: because you get more money. So,
1: oh. Oh, it's a money deal.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like a, and then they have the mind frame of like, if something happens in yeah, there, whatever. But our deployment was pretty chill, so it's like, calm down. You're not right. freaking You're also like band being... of brothers over here. What if I have
3: a heart attack while I'm deployed yeah
2: and so what happens is so what you're in a certain pay grade like and that's your rank so I was like an e5 so I was a sergeant and that's my pay rank but if I have a dependent or two or three dependents my I that pay grade is on the higher end you just keep adding certain
3: amounts interesting yeah huh so if like you're a polygamist you get married like eight times
2: yeah you're game on raking it in (laughs) yeah
3: pretty good how many times is that guy married again uh, earlier this 38 week? 38 or something like oh. that. 38, I think 38 Glenn? times. Yeah. yeah. Glenn, I've Glenn, thought about yeah. Glenn
2: so many times. And I have it, <laughs> that article saved and I like it's a really long article. Glenn is an interesting man.
1: Yes, I thought uh, that was true. I never talked to him. He's dead now, right? Rest in peace, mm-hmm. Glenn. I believe Glenn died, but there was a picture of him at 54, Officer Dave. Yeah. Picture him at fifty four. He looked like he was about eighty four. So oh, getting married all those times wears on you. It must because I'm fifty six and only went through it once. So
4: there you go. Yeah, there you go. Me oh, too. One so once. your
2: twenty four year old marriage didn't last.
4: No, I'm. We're work, We just hit number thirty two or th- yeah, thirty two this year. Wait, so In you had a
2: marriage before that too? I no.
4: I was no. married at twenty four and I've been married to one little. Yeah, that's what cute... I thought you said too. Actually, no. I thought you said you had been married twice.
3: He's
5: saying he's I don't know going how that through one marriage. Like, yeah, no, no, I do not think you got it. Tevin and actually. I understand <laughs> each other. Yeah, it's a wavelength <laughs> thing, I think. Yeah.
1: No, no one, question one gal, yeah. 32 years now. Wow, that's a long, that's almost my entire life. <laughs> Remember the one, there was one time when the kids, Andy and Alex, saw Catherine and me arguing about something. One time they saw us arguing. Many years later. Remember that time you and mom almost got divorced? (laughs) Like, what?
2: I don't even believe you, Tom, because I believe that they have seen you argue more than one time. I
3: believe it's been more than one. Can't put an exact number on it, but... Well, yeah, like big, like, you know, cataclysmic argument kind of situation. Right,
5: you're not throwing coffee cups at each other across the (laughs) kitchen, and yeah.
1: Well, I did
3: duck, but...
5: (laughs) 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 it
1: all worked out in the end but you know what the hell speaking of being in love and getting married man sentenced in tinder love triangle murder torture case officer Mm. Dave, what the hell is with the torturing now all of a sudden torture hit a new high
4: i have no it's the world is full of sick individuals yeah most of them are
1: on tinder you want to torture oh my god this guy looks familiar is Uh he in radio Tinder Love
3: Triangle. Oh, if I just Google Tinder Love Triangle, I'm going to get 10 billion news articles. It's <laughs> not <This laughs> torture sure to the
1: keywords. Are. There it is. Perfect. So basically, years after a Tinder Love Triangle ended in murder and torture, um, was it, uh, it pronounced Placker or Placer County in California?
5: No idea. I would say Placker.
1: It's spelled Placer, but it might be placard, it might be officials on Tuesday said the man responsible was sentenced Damon Allen Benson. Uh, 31, will face 71 years to life in prison. Well, let's see, he's 31 and he's going to do 71 to life. Yeah, 71 is like more than life, isn't it?
3: For most people, unless you go to prison when you're two years old,
1: yeah, he'd be 102 mm-hmm. at the end of it. So, I'm pretty he sure could, that's a death sentence, he could anyway, be alive or a left, a life sentence, I should say. Uh, For the 2021 crimes released from the Placer County District Attorney's Office read a jury in September found him guilty of murder, torture, mayhem charges. This is a day for justice for the victim and the victim's family. Supervising Deputy District Attorney Jeff Moore said in the release, we recognize this verdict will not bring the victim back and we cannot undo what this defendant has done to their family. We are humbled to provide justice for this horrific crime to the greatest extent of our laws. The defendant shows a clear danger to the public and the callous disregard for human life. Removing Benson from society is the only way to ensure he doesn't victimize anyone again. Now, it's kind of weird. I mean, he's not that strikingly handsome guy, but he's, he's handsome enough. What is the guy's mental issue? Why would this guy all of a sudden want to start murdering people?
5: I -hmm. I don't know, but you should definitely read the next paragraph to this story. All right. We'll get
1: to the next paragraph because he's got kind of a crabby look Mm -hmm. on his face in the booking photo.
3: I would imagine. While you're scanning down to the next paragraph, it's neither placer
1: nor placer. It's placer. Placer County. Okay. Placer County. So it's Placer County. Okay. Mm -hmm. Placer. Oh, my next uh, word was Placer. Placer County District Attorney's Office. All three people met separately on Tinder, causing Benson to become jealous. On August 21st, officials said he held the woman captive against her will in his apartment. He tortured her multiple times, including an incident where he uh, carved a swastika. The woman is Jewish, by the way, so he had to carve a swastika in her, of course, on her back while she was tied. She was tied to his ceiling.
0: Oh. What
6: the hell? What? Oh.
1: Hmm. How do you tie someone to your? I mean, I suppose you can do it, but why would you put her on the ceiling?
5: Well, it probably was like a you connect the rope to the ceiling, and then it hangs down. and She's just like either suspended or her hands are tied above her head, type of thing. Yeah, maybe. There's a she number of options her,
1: here. <laughs> she was on uh, on her back while she was tied to his ceiling with a rope. Investigators uh, found that he tortured her to get the address of her other lover. Once he found uh, him, Benson shot and killed him. So he's very pissed off, no Mm. question about it. But the district attorney's release explains that the surveillance video showed Benson running into the other lover's home in the middle of the night. Gunfire was heard, and Benson was seen running out of the home yelling, that's right, bitch. Mm. (laughs) Okay. This, among many other factors, led the jury to decide that Benson... Uh, definitely murdered the victim with premeditation and intent. The release said, so he will be in prison definitely for the rest of his life. He'd be 102 at the end of the 71 yep. and he might get to life anyway. And I'm pretty sure first degree doesn't have parole. It does not. Well, I don't know. California. It might. Well, that's true. It's California. It could be a completely different argument. You're right about that. I was, so he went through all of this killing people and torturing people because she dated another guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And this is but, like a, a weirdly written thing, but sh- he didn't kill her, correct?
3: Right. He tortured her to get right. the address okay. of the guy. Because yeah. then they
2: throw in yeah. him just so casually, like, oh, and then they shot and killed him. And I was like, okay, so I was just double checking. He tortured her and killed the, the other, other lover. Guy, okay. Yes. okay.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. So here's the problem I have with that. Do you think the
3: other guy even knew that he was in the picture? Yeah, you do have to wonder because if he was an innocent third party, then that makes it even more yeah. messed up.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just what? dating. It's not nobody, yeah. Even if even if these were married people, it's still not worth it. So it's funny to even go, well, they're just dating, whatever. It's like, you know what? And there's no nothing. There's nothing to say. This man's insane.
1: <laughs> no, he just is flat out insane. He thought he was the only one and did you ever go through that when you thought you were the only one for the other guy or the other woman? No. no. I'm, like, very sure either.
2: that Justin could be happy with half the population. <laughs> and I'm I heard sorry. what I said.
1: Not any specific half, just a random half. Thank a you. A random half the population, absolutely. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I got to be honest with you. I adore Catherine. I love being married to her. we have been together more, a lot more than half my life. But if all of a sudden she came to me and said, you know what? I'm sick of your bullshit. And left, I'd go, well, what am I going to do? Yeah. I right? don't believe that at I all. I don't either. <laughs> not even <laughs> close. I
3: mean, you
2: well, would not be, be even keel. There would be a huge mourning period. But I believe that 1,000%, Tom, that eventually you and I would both get to the point of like, all right. Like, you just have to. There'd be no
3: torture and murder involved. Yeah, like,
2: I wouldn't want to ruin his life. Even if I found out Justin was sleeping, I I would be mad. But I definitely would get over it and would make jokes about it. Probably 12 hours. Well, maybe like 48 hours after I
1: found out. That's exactly it. That's all you got to know. No question about it. Yeah, to to torture the woman and kill the man. Because you're not together with Mm -hmm. the woman anymore. That's... That's a pretty big move, if you ask me. It's quite the swing. <sighs> you know, I, got, I, I would just have to think about this, that if you harmed anybody in my family, from the grandkids to the kids to my wife, I would kill you then.
2: And Margo. That's the only
1: time I'd kill somebody.
2: And Margo. Can you also add Margo in there?
1: And Margo, too, yes. I would kill somebody over Margo, too. <laughs> it's like Here a reverse somebody. life insurance kind of thing.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Can you put her I... on your policy? <laughs> Thank you. That's what I want to hear.
1: <laughs> That's just wonderful news right there. But what the hell? Yeah, I, I just have never understood that it didn't work out. Uh, you might be in love with the woman all the rest of it. It did not work out. I mean, I've been with a couple of women back in the day. It was many, many years ago now, obviously. But I thought, well, we're probably going to end up together. And then we didn't. Yeah. It made me sad for a while, but I got over it. It's Like, okay, whatever.
2: I still remember the breakup I had where I was living with the guy And I overheard them talking where they're like, hey, watch out. Like, because we'd lived together. And as soon as I found out, you know, as soon as we broke up, I immediately was like, I need to get out of this house, obviously. But, like, Mm -hmm. it's not as simple as grabbing a duffel bag when you have dogs and all all the things. So I was like, I remember overhearing him having a conversation. It was like, yeah, you got to put a timeline on for so she knows to get out. And I, like, immediately after that person left, I was like, do you think I want to stay here? Like, do you think I'm going to, (laughs) like... In, think I'm going to seep into your subconscious and like, he won't know. What, what do you think? I just remember having that moment in my head. I go, you know me so well. You know that if I could, I would run into a forest right now and never come back.
3: This isn't a Beetlejuice situation. No. I'm not haunting you. No.
2: I, I would like, as soon as rejection is hit on me, like if you guys said I always hate you, I'd say, I'll never see any of you guys again. <laughs> what in your body is like, no, I'm going to make sure you love me. It just, yeah. it's not there
1: does it's interesting about this i just thought of this um i don't know if other people have been through this before or not but when i was at saint ann's school in north minneapolis uh-huh. uh in seventh and eighth grade there was a girl there named ellen burnick and i thought she was just stunningly beautiful a very pretty young woman i mean we we're what 12 at the time or uh-huh. whatever whatever age it is but i remember i always thought ellen was very pretty and I never you know she and i never. We hung out together, but it was never any talk of dating or anything like that. Uh-huh. And then Ellen moved to California, so I hadn't seen her in years. We stayed in touch. I still talked to her a couple of times a year. It's a very sweet person, uh-huh. but I never knew this because she sent me an old picture of of she and me. She looks exactly like your mother, Andy. I had no huh. idea. It uh, was really I, you have a type. It, I must have a type or something, because (laughs) honest to God, those two could be sisters. There's no doubt about that. There are
3: a lot of there's a lot of instances of that that I've seen where people will like, you know, somehow seek out women who or men who look like all
1: identical. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Mm But, you know, so, sir, if she went with some other guy, maybe there's another one out there kind of like her that you could find. What do you say?
2: Yeah, like I I bet you that there is less people who would be likely to be successfully married to me than successfully married to Justin. Like he's the kind of personality that I think could do well with a huge chunk of the population. And so I think that's really funny to think about the, the one. I think there are the ones, plural.
1: Yeah, probably true. Probably true. What the hell? So, yeah, that dating thing, to get that whipped up over one person, uh, I just don't get it.
2: You just don't know how that's going to work in your favor. Like, if you are going, yeah. yep. I, you have to love me. And so you think that anything scary is going to make them love you? I mean, anything. Even when people are following people or sending 4,000 text messages a day, you just kind of go, do you really think that's the thing that they're going to click and go... You know what? I love when he's trailing me in his car. I love that. I actually, I regret breaking up with him. No, that never happens.
1: No? Uh -uh. Well, you do get over it. No, No matter if you think you're in love and you find out later, well, I guess I really wasn't. You will come understand later Was it her? Was it me? Was it both of us? Whatever. You will come to an understanding of why it didn't work out. There's a reason it didn't work out. So don't get so upset that it didn't work out. Calm down, for
2: Christ's sake. Yeah. Right? A thousand
1: percent. Yeah, what the hell? What the hell? But, you know, Catherine does stand up and go, "Eh, yeah, you're doing good to see you. I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that she... I was hoping she'd be home, but I I don't know what they were to hell she went. She went somewhere, but Jude is hanging out. Is he... Oh, he's not peeking through the window anymore no he was mm-hmm. peeking through the window he must be wandering around but yeah all of that stuff i mean the loss of someone is much more devastating than losing someone you're dating you're not even married i suppose i've never been through a breakup in a marriage so i don't know what that feels like but well, that's I'm, probably pretty painful probably I not think. good
2: i'm sure it's brutal i'm sure yeah. it's absolutely yep. brutal i'm sure the idea of sharing go go seems brutal to me. I'm sure people mm-hmm. deal with that all the time, but you always hear after a divorce, eventually, when people are in a good place, it, mm-hmm. they say what you said, Tom. They say that that we that was what was supposed to happen. It's just
0: yeah. you always no, really. hear that,
2: and it's it's way down the line. And I'm sure if it's fresh, it's brutal. I mean, switching houses, yeah, you know, all the things that you have to do in a divorce is just brutal. But it. You can survive it, and you definitely, I, again, any woman, or uh, I mostly talk to women about this, so they, they always say it, it was the right thing.
1: Yeah, see, I, I think that's very smart. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We do have to take a break because we have Kristen Burt coming up right after this.
0: This is The Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app.
4: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while
1: providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business, for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. When you need someone to listen A lawyer you know and
4: trust With respect that you deserve Hi, I'm Mike Bryant Over the years at holiday time Bradshaw Bryant has been able to help Thousands of Minnesotans arrive home safely from the bars This year, there's still lots of things that we can do To ensure that you stay safe on the roads Like slowing down Giving yourself enough time that you're not in a rush No texting and driving Hands-free phone calls And of course, no drinking and driving Please be safe so that you get home to your loved ones I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. This year, my biggest wish is that we all remain happy, healthy, and even a little more kind to one another.
6: A lawyer who will fight with confidence and pride. Working harder, going farther, with Mike Bryant on your side. Seeking justice for the injured, Bradshaw
1: Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no
6: guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not
0: constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years.
5: I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me.
0: If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with the Tom Bernard Show, go to tombernardshow.com keyword partner. this is the tom bernard morning show podcast
1: i'd like to point out one thing uh i'm sorry officer dave but kristen's much more attractive than you are well just like that's a given i mean britney's here you got kristen i mean yeah, we're out of the mix yeah <laughs> you see what i'm saying all right any and i will hold up this thing yeah, How'd
7: it any go from yesterday
1: yeah. are you the new host oh yesterday of the okay of so
7: the good news <laughs> I'll give you the good news first. The good news is that I did everything I possibly could to get the job. I felt mm-hmm. really good. I don't have any second guessing. So that is the best place to possibly be, especially where we're about to hit a Hollywood break and, uh, or a holiday break, I should say. And that, and also a Hollywood break, but that means I won't hear anything until after the new year. <laughs> I have to keep not only myself in suspense, but all of you, cause I can't talk about it. But, um, They are going to let me know first if I move on to kind of like the final, final round. And then if I'm in the final round, I just need approval from the network executives and we're good to go. So let's hope that that's in my in the cards for me for 2024. Do
5: you know how many people are you're kind of up against?
7: He said that it was a very small group. There is more than one position. So that odds are also in my favor for that, at least, which is nice. Um, so hopefully, um, yeah, I don't know. All I can say is that I felt really great about it. Like all day, even driving back, I was like, that was great. It was really fun. And I showed off the skills that I have. I felt like I let them shine. So. After
3: all this, we're going to find out it was like Wendy's drive-thru, aren't we? <laughs> yeah.
0: it
7: is. And I'd be so excited for you. Absolutely. I would be so excited to be a part of the Wendy's drive-thru. Like serving Frosties and French fries sounds like a dream. You have to dye your hair red though, mm-hmm. which is pretty and cute. little pigtails. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, because uh, I adore you and you've been a good friend for 12 years. Do you want Officer Dave and me to talk to this guy?
4: Yeah, he. <laughs> I, we can go take care of the competition. They won't be pretty no more. <laughs> ain't a pretty
7: little knee whack, like the knee whack we heard around the world with <laughs> <Yeah>. Tanya Harding. <laughs> yeah, Mr. that's arrogant. right. That's exactly <laughs> wow. right. So
1: I'm glad you're still in the mix. You got a great shot. Uh, did you say how many other people are up for the position or can you not talk about that? I,
7: I actually don't know because everyone oh, went okay. separately. I didn't see anybody else there. I saw one person come out. It was a guy. So I know that they're looking for men and women and who knows what they're looking for beyond that. You know what I mean? I, I was like, mm-hmm. if I, I said to Bill, I said, if I don't get hired for this, it has nothing to do with my audition. It just has that they're looking for something else. Like they don't need my type because you have to remember type does come down, come into play for jobs like this too.
1: But how does that even? That shouldn't even matter. It's you.
7: I tried. I did my best. That's all I can say.
1: <laughs> Tom and Dave get in the car right after the show. <laughs> Everyone's cross country
7: trip to San Diego. Hey, you know it's <laughs> San nice. San
1: Diego, okay.
7: Yeah, it was in San Diego. The um and the weather's mm-hmm. not nice. So I would like I would normally say come to sunny California, but we're having like a five day stretch of rain. You
1: know, it's hilarious. The entire southern part of the United States, from California and Florida, the weather sucks. And in Minnesota, it's like, what, 48 degrees and no Mm -hmm. snow? Yep. We haven't had, we have had one (laughs)
3: snow this year. It's very bizarre. I can only remember Mm -hmm. one, maybe two Christmases. It seems like every 10 years or so, we get a Christmas with no snow.
1: Isn't that El Nino, though? It's an El Nino Nino thing, yeah. Yeah. I remember in the
3: the 90s, people making a huge deal about El Nino.
4: Yeah, there's 2 inches of snow though once you get north of like Malax. Well, sure, I mean, but there's always 2 oh, inches yeah. of snow up there. Middle of July it's. <laughs> well, I I was up there on Monday and it was 5 below 0 with it. Oh wow. 8 Whoa. degree air temperature. It is interesting Whoa. just
3: how quickly it gets cold if you just drive north for a little while. Yep.
1: Got to be honest with you. It was 68 degrees yesterday here. And I saw a woman walking down the street wearing a fur parka. Yep. (laughs) You see that in Florida. 60.
7: in California.
1: Gets
3: into the 60s. She's up. I know.
7: Tom, I got to tell you, 65 and the heat goes on here. Mm -hmm. I call California cold because if it is 65 and I'm in Minnesota, I will be wearing a light jacket and short sleeves. But in California, it is your winter coat, your Uggs, and the heat goes on.
1: That is amazing. I mean, that's, honest God, unbelievable, but it, it is what it is. So what's going on in Hollywood?
7: All right, I'm excited to like hear everyone's thoughts on this because Variety put out their top 100 best TV shows of all time. Oh. Now, we'll be here mm. all week, but I think let's just do the top 10 because I'm interested to hear yeah. what everyone has to say. So um, number 10 is Roots.
1: Nah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, a, not a
7: strong response for that one
3: okay, but has
7: everyone seen Roots and does everyone know the history of this made for television movie that literally Officer Dave knows he's like I got this everybody went to their TV and watched this multi-part mm-hmm. series
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was like this the was first like mini-series wasn't it
7: I think so and it was a yes. huge television event
1: but wasn't Marlon Brando in it as a bad guy if I remember correctly
7: um, I do, let's see, I'm just trying, Lavar Burton, of course, this was like his first yeah. big role, yep. John Amos yep. was in it, um, based on Alex Haley's novel too, I had to read it for school, did anyone else have to read Roots for school?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Don't
4: Is that required reading, Tevin? No. no. Oh, no. not, oh. no. no. not Nasiola,
1: Wisconsin.
7: <laughs> you know what's crazy? <laughs> Robert Reed, Mr. Brady was in it. Really? I don't remember that.
1: Not on either. Huh.
4: Louis Gossett Jr.'s
7: that. in it. Ben Vereen. I mean, like, a lot of big names. Lauren Green was in it. Lloyd Bridges. Really? Ed Asner. I
0: like Vic
7: Morrow was in this. Leslie Uggams. This might be worth a rewatch, honestly, in 2023. I'd be curious. Yeah,
1: I could see that. Yeah. No question. It was a good show. It was a good show.
7: And I think a lot of the a bigger reason that it also made to the top ten, they said it was the power of television with that and, and yeah. bringing – to light a very horrific story in our history. So. All right. Number nine. Oh, wait. That's number 11. Hold on. Number nine. The Mary Tyler Moore show. A very Minnesota thing. Loved that's it. True.
1: Absolutely loved that show.
7: No one disagrees on that one as number nine?
1: No. I, that's all right. I a little young it. for it. Yeah.
3: Uh,
7: you can't use the young excuse because
0: <laughs> yeah, everything is
7: available on TV. I, I always go that that's true. not an excuse. And everything is available to you. Full disclosure, I've watched maybe clips of it,
2: but I never was that intuitive.
3: I just had a, like, a, I don't know, age shock situation before we left. So when Ethan's on the potty, he wants to watch TV. And that's the only way he'll go. <laughs> so that, that's his, like, you know, 10 minutes of TV time, you know, when he's sitting on the potty. And he wanted to watch Scooby-Doo, specifically the old Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? So we pull up Boomerang, which Boomerang was a project launched by Cartoon Network in like 2000-ish maybe. Mm -hmm. And it had all these like super old, you know, like El Cabong kind of situation. um, Ooh, El Cabong. cartoons Quick Draw McGraw. Yeah, exactly. Quick Draw McGraw, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Wacky races. So Boomerang is where all the very old cartoons go. And she pulls up Boomerang. And um, there is Codename Kids Next Door, which is a show that came out when I was like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is the old person, you know, blast from the past channel. And here's something that came out when I was a teenager. Doesn't feel great.
1: But you're an old person now.
3: Apparently, <laughs> everything that I grew up with is now vintage and retro. Yeah.
7: Well, it gets I, I think worse. It's, is it 25 years that it hits vintage. I feel like it's. I think right it's something
3: there. like that. It's just crazy yeah, So if to you're think. over
7: 25, you are all vintage. It's
3: crazy to think. I'm
7: very vintage.
3: So far, yeah. both shows really good. You're okay, doing well number so eight.
7: far. Seinfeld.
1: Dad hates Seinfeld. I don't mind it. I don't hate Seinfeld. I just didn't think Jerry Seinfeld was funny at all. Well, Everybody he- else in the show was, but he's not, not him. He's not the draw. No, he's was- not.
7: Oh. Definitely a water cooler show for sure. Yeah. The finale yep. was terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, terrible that is something everyone to argue it. about mm-hmm. terrible. um yeah, and, and you know, Seinfeld was never an actor. He was literally just playing himself.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. and it
7: probably was everyone else, Jason Alexander and Michael Richards and Julie Lee Dreyfuss that made the show. Yeah, it was
3: those three were the war of the show. they defined yeah. the show and Newman Newman was a good character, but he wasn't on mm-hmm. every episode. Newman. yeah.
7: Yeah. And, and Costanza's parents, they Mm -hmm. were good. Yeah. There were a lot of good, they're a good supporting character. They support, you know what? That's what makes it brilliant because in the way that they chose to support Seinfeld's lack of, lack of acting, they supported him with really great strong players.
1: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Good show. Yep.
7: Number seven, the wire.
1: Love the wire. That's I still watch that. I went back to watching it this just this year.
2: Yeah. Season wire. Yeah. Season
7: one of the wire is no notes. It's just good. Yep, and I would argue that some people might think it should be higher up on this list, yeah, yeah. like top five yep. maybe, because I yep. think people really think the wire is one of the best shows ever. Number six, and I would debate this one, but I also realize it was a cultural touchstone. Sex in the City,
0: nah. I've never watched
7: it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was the first of its kind.
2: I think oh, it was something that it the way it was done and everything was so like honestly lifestyle porn. That yeah. it had such a draw. I mean, it was uh, there was nothing else like it, and it definitely. But it, it was has an a, obsession about among a certain demographic that's usually yeah. not advertised to. It
3: has a very very narrow demographic. Yeah. I will say. Yeah, yeah I'm sure.
7: But it, and it also doesn't hold. A lot of the storylines don't hold up well if you look at them from a 2023 lens. I think that's probably another. Discussion um, that that's kind of been had even during um, when in just like that their sort of sequel that came out and they kind of went so far because they were like we heard the points of like how we weren't you know multicultural enough being in New York City and everything else and then they they swung way too far to wokeness that I think mm, sure. you know that yeah. became a discussion when the revival came up so um, number five Breaking Bad
3: solid I like it sure why not.
7: No one sounds really excited by that. Breaking Bad I was great. I never... Dan and I watched like a season and a half.
3: That's what
0: and I did. We
7: both
3: liked it, yeah. but then we just stopped watching it yeah. for... We were just like, I don't
2: know. I, I guess we're I, done. I don't know. You can't binge it. That's the problem. Binging it, because it's one of those things where you go, oh, oh it's you're... Too... It, it's, it feels like you go, you, you just got out of this situation, and now you're in another one. It, it has to be watched right. spread out, because it, it's also very dark and sad. Mm. So it's like if you binge it, all of a sudden you're like, am I depressed?
7: <laughs> Maybe. And, and the reason they put it in this position, they said it because of its cinematic visual style, mm-hmm. the cunning corkscrewed tonal shifts of the writing, yeah. the collision of workday domesticity with unspare, unsparing criminal violence, so the darkness mm-hmm. that you were just talking about, the murderer's row of supporting characters as well, and then, of course, the main cast with Brian C- Cranston, Aaron Paul, and Anna Gunn. Just so you know where it was behind that.
1: Yep, I did like the cast. I watched a couple episodes. It was just not for me. Yeah. Number
7: 4 is an animated show. The I Simpsons? think everyone should know what it is. The Mickey Simpsons.
1: Mouse.
7: The, the Simpsons. It's got yeah. Oh, the Sim-
1: I love The Simpsons.
7: Yeah. To this day I love The Simpsons.
3: Andy? Oh yeah. I mean, I haven't watched The Simpsons in quite a while. Almost 10 years maybe now. But I don't know. We just don't watch a lot of new TV. In fact, we don't watch any new TV. So then you
7: should be watching the Mary Tyler Moore Show. <laughs> that
0: is not,
3: that is not new show. TV. Great show.
7: Great show. Not new. It
1: is a great show.
7: Um, it is the longest scripted primetime series ever. Yep. They call it an institution, and it's got 35 seasons and more than 750 episodes. So the it's just the like The Simpsons wow. have yeah. 35 yeah. seasons. It's
0: nuts. Yep. God. All right, I am so curious about
7: this top three because this is going to be interesting. Number three, I don't think any of these are surprising that they're in the top three. It's just the order maybe that people might debate.
1: The Sopranos. Loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved that show.
2: Never seen it in my life. It's good. Oh, you got a show to watch.
3: Mm. Yeah, I don't think it likes it. Do we, though?
2: It is. It's good. (laughs) I watched it probably five years ago or six years ago. It, I think it holds up in the way that it's dramatic. There's a lot going yep. on, a, a, like a niche situation with the con, the uh, juxtaposition of family life and crime.
7: I mean, it's great. Well, I mean, I'll
3: concede that it seems it's well-written, well-casted, well-made. It's just not for me.
7: Yeah. yeah. I also and like the debate okay. on the finale. I won't spoil it in case you guys do watch it, but I do love that, that that's a point of discussion, too.
1: Terrible <laughs> ending. <laughs> yeah, Dad didn't like the <laughs> Okay, enough.
7: we got one vote there.
1: I love that show, and I watched it. Matter of fact, I just watched the entire series again earlier this year. I watched it all over again from the beginning, and when I got to that final episode, I said, oh, my God, this crap was terrible.
7: Are you ready for number two? Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. Mad Men.
3: I knew Mad Men was going to be on there.
7: I love that show. I hate the last season. I was just going to say it. You know, it was one of the most
2: enthralling shows I've ever watched because I had no idea that the world was like that in that time period for advertising, which was, like, so fun to watch. But I remember, I don't, I can't remember if I finished it. And that's that's not a good sign.
7: I just had the same thought. I was like, did I ever
2: finish? Yeah.
7: Where he goes, he goes to California. And I don't want to spoil too much. I mean, it's been out there for a while. but uh, And he writes the Coca-Cola jingle. Mm. I'd like. To teach the world.
3: Yep.
7: Oh, yeah. Um, I thought it was so... Like, he becomes enlightened. You know, he becomes the opposite of what Don Draper was during the 60s. He becomes mm-hmm. enlightened in the 70s. But I it was such a quick 180. I was so frustrated with it. And I understand that, you know, you got to wrap things up. But it was too far of a reach, I thought, with season seven. Yeah. Where I thought all of everything that they had set up for the the prior six seasons led me to major disappointment where I feel like the Sopranos it's one episode and I kind of enjoy the debate with the fin- series finale I almost would flip those
1: mm-hmm. no, I could see that no it's a good show it was a good show
7: and uh, number one which is very big in our household because I live with my own Ricky Ricardo it is I love Lucy no.
1: yeah well That's it no changed surprise. the world forever that show because of television uh It did. It changed the world.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was such I mean, when you watch any of the like shows that are about that and you see the impact and how the whole world I mean, if you had a TV, you were watching that. And there's nothing like that that's ever existed.
5: There was nothing else on. There was four TV yeah, shows.
3: Yeah, literally I there was nothing else. So yeah, like culturally,
2: no it voice. was, <laughs> it was seven. It, there were only three at the time. Yeah. And yeah. to the Fox point, didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Even the way that they ran the show was, that was copied for you know to this day. Shows are still ran like that. The the whatever. It's just it's just it made a huge mm-hmm. impact.
1: I will yeah, say we, one thing though. I am disappointed that The Honeymooners is not even on that list.
7: Uh, well, yeah. in the top ten, it could be in the top one hundred. Yeah, The We'd Honey. There's a.
3: In. There's definitely a lot of like glaring like things that should be like. I would argue Friends should be in the top ten. And
2: I. Yeah. Yeah. You guys aren't gonna like me, but I feel like Game
7: of Thrones should be in there.
3: I'm surprised that wasn't in there too. I don't like it, yeah. but like everyone on Earth did except for me. Oh, yeah. So even
7: make it. Game of Thrones is number twenty one. Mm-hmm. I'm just like yeah. scanning these really fast. I mean, like, because remember, they're they're going like Oprah Winfrey show makes the top 20, Sesame Street. So you are oh, reaching further than scripted oh, television. On. Yeah, and mean, Sesame Street also was kind of a game changer. The way that I Love Lucy, Friends is number 29.
3: Oh, there you go. Top 50. I would
7: kind of. I mean, I think maybe I would have put it in the higher, like maybe 19, 18, 19. Even though it was a cultural touch point, I feel like, like Sex in the City, it doesn't also. Hold up as well either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Survivor true. number oh, yeah. thirty one. Oh yeah, Survivor. That was a. What, what about that Lost? Lost was like a. huge.
3: Lost was huge. Yeah. I was I was never huge. really liked it.
1: I,
5: I never.
3: Loved the that
7: Office show. is number thirty nine.
1: What is the Office? The Office. Oh, yeah, was the was Office 39. should be really high too. Is Mr. Great.
5: Robot yeah. in the top? <laughs> 100 i just started watching it and i'm oh. through an episode and a half and it is the best show of all time okay good for luck one and a half episodes good luck with that i mean
7: johnny carson's probably rolling in his grave that he's number 52 right now i was just gonna oh,
4: ask you oh, where god the tonight show ended
7: up i mean he's two away from the gilmore girls <laughs> <gasps> the gilmore oh god
4: girls. i love the
7: gilmore girls sorry but it's you know but 54 and like i don't know i feel like Johnny Carson's more relevant than the Gilmore Girls, even though I'm a mm. huge Gilmore Girls stan. Um, I haven't hit the Honeymooners yet. I'm trying to... I'm scanning... The Jeffersons That's are number 64. Oh, the Jeffersons. <clears throat> Bob Is Newhart shows 66. What about well, Car
3: 54? Where are you? <laughs> yeah, what about, about that? not that
7: on the list. <laughs> what? And remember, this was created by a group of reporters, and they said they had a lot of heavy debates about this and mm-hmm. arguments, so I understand, because even just with... The group of us were like, "Well, wait about. What about this? What about this?" It seems like Muppet Show's number 79, Geez, Scandal 80. Muppet Show.
3: Deep, 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 deep.
7: Oh my god, how is The Honeymooners not on this list? Happy how? Days is 87. Uh-oh. General Hospital 88.
1: Uh-oh. I'm getting
3: almost Cosby to 190.
7: Honeymooners, honeymooners oh no.
1: changed television forever. How could it not be in the top 10 for Seven.
7: God's sake? Top Chef beat out the Honeymooners. Oh, God. <laughs> Unless I'm with the <missed> Honeymooners, it's <laughs> not on the system. Like, I would put, like,
2: the Osborns. In a certain category, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That it was
7: like away a huge, for The Kardashians. Yeah. But
3: yeah, it's like, what is it, Is it like, do you get points for, you know, like cultural influence? Right. Because if so, then yeah. there's a lot of shows that are not good that should be very high. Yeah, because, like
2: Law yeah. & Order is always on, and there's a reason it's exactly. always on. You can always yeah. watch Law & Order. Like, there's few yeah. new is on the no. list. Honeymooners somewhere. is not
3: in the top 100.
1: The Honeymooners, one of the greatest shows ever on television, changed television forever. It gets nothing.
7: Now, I'm going to sit there and say, taking a look at the list of the reporters, they're probably all between their, like, 30s and 50s. This is the need for diverse voices. You need people mm -hmm. from every generation on the panel to decide
1: this. You absolutely do, because it's it's what I like. No, no, it's not what you like. It's what was great. But they did throw I Love Lucy on there, and they certainly should have. But the Honeymooners should have been right behind it.
7: Yeah, or at least in the top ten, we'll give The that. Twilight Zone yeah, is number
1: fourteen, the original. I love Twilight Zone. I did love that show. There's no question about it. Now I'm gonna be pissed off the rest of the day. Way to go, Chris. I'm
7: oh, congratulations! Happy Grumpy. Merry Christmas. Day. Yeah,
4: now he's <laughs> yeah. now he's not
1: coming out to California
4: to eliminate your couch. You don't
7: want to come out today. It's miserable <laughs> and wet. We don't know yep, how to so. drive in the rain, and you know, the sight of water it just panics all of us. So
3: nineteen is something I've never even heard of. Playhouse ninety. Oh, it's very old. I, I can see that, but it's just <laughs> surprising old. I've never even heard of it. I think I was a teenager when that was out. Uh, let's see. 55 to 60. There you go. So not
1: even. I wasn't. It was a little, little. You baby. were nine years old when it went off the air. So yeah, so there, but I do remember it. Playhouse 90. I remember. I was fascinated with television. As a matter of fact, I just I thought it was wonderful. Of course, televisions when I was a little boy were the size of a bedroom. But other than that, yeah, they sure were. Televisions were gigantic
7: back then. And built into furniture. Like, there, there was were, that era. Yeah. Yep,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Our
4: TV sat like about six inches off the floor. And my dad would always lay down on the floor to watch TV. Really? It was like, huh. you know, straight straight ahead.
1: It wasn't like it's up on a shelf nowadays. No, well, Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yep. I wonder how many st- of all the listeners to this show, how many people call and go, why is this not on the list? Because <laughs> we're probably th- not not even thinking about a lot of things that should be. Alfred Hitchcock, how was that not on the list? <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock Show was fantastic, but see, that's long before that era you're talking about with those people.
7: Yeah, because I know a majority of the reporters that that were on this panel. Oh. So I'm like, hmm, I think we need some older well, and some them. younger voices.
1: Yeah, probably. So what what is the best show on TV right now? Do you think? Ooh. Everybody Always think available.
7: about that. I know. I mean, it's hard because you're saying things because everything just kind of now exists on streaming. So yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know what like currently is on the
1: television. Me either. It's, you can all just... you have to do is say anything written by Taylor Sheridan because he writes about half the shows. Right? My <laughs> yeah. mom
2: is staying with us. And last night I watched <laughs> The Voice with her and I haven't watched live TV in a long time. And it kind of mm-hmm. was a throwback feeling because we all were forced to watch it. And it was kind of sure. fun. But we like, all can had
7: actually, to sit. I'm glad you brought this up, Britt, because it's there's a fascinating thing that happened with this particular TV season. Obviously, there was less things to watch because of the strikes.
0: Mm-hmm. But
7: shows like Dancing with the Stars and Survivor have been discovered by the Alpha Gen and Gen Z. And really? they have seen a huge rating spike this year. And it is directly correlated with younger viewers watching live TV. Well, and they're really good at
2: cutting up pieces and throwing it on TikTok because I don't watch Survivor at all, but my algorithm's like, no, you're going to like this scene. And I go, whoa, maybe I should watch Survivor. And then I go, oh, there's too many seasons. I can't catch up with that. I'm fine. But, like, I could see how they've marketed to the younger generation. Well, and, like, I don't have YouTube on my
3: phone or anything, but Fawn will ask to, like, watch Magic or watch Contortionist. And I Google it and, like... It's all America's Got Talent. Oh yeah, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like magicians and it's like the first thing that comes up, so we end up watching a lot of America's Got Talent like funny? for 5 minutes here and there because she wants to watch these things and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know that they hosted like Scary Spice was a host of America's Got Talent or whatever." Uh,
7: you know, and it makes me think that there is if they can find the right like 2020s type of formula that the variety show is ripe for the picking if they want to sort of reinvent it oh totally and do like all of those like sunny and share type of shows from the 70s and bring it back to now but you've got you've got to do it in a really smart way
1: i would imagine i I, i'm thinking of all these new shows that they were too young to have known therefore they didn't make the list there are all kinds of them
7: and, and, you know, remember, we just hit, like, a, a peak era of TV. We Just, like, the last 10 years have been really sweet, too. Yeah. I mean, Schitt's Creek is probably at the top of my list for, like, newer shows that yeah. I thought were great from the beginning to end. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel I thought was great yeah. from – I had one mm-hmm. season in there that was a little mixed. But I thought the way that they started and the way that they ended held true to the story. I can't say that about a lot of shows these days where you're like, oh, that was just the perfect ending. Schitt's Creek had the perfect ending.
1: Another example. The Ed Sullivan show should definitely be on that list. He brought us the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. I mean, you get on the list of the people that he exposed to America. That show was brilliant. But it's too old. The fact that Johnny
7: Carson is middle of the pack gives you an idea of this list.
1: I know. It's like, okay, you're a little younger, are you? No question about it. That'd be so funny. Get a bunch of teenagers. The top 20 shows on television. That list would be a little different. Mm-hmm.
7: I'd love to know that. It would be so yeah. interesting. And, and to see what networks that they're primarily watching, because it's going to be things that are accessible um, via their phone, not necessarily the television, right. you know, or their laptop or their tablet. It would just be very different.
1: All right, I'm going to go cry now because none cry. of my shows sure. were on the list. But other than that, I'll get over it all right kristen burt we'll talk to you tomorrow only two more days before the oh christmas holiday
5: until 2024 mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy Whoa.
1: i know it's really crazy we'll talk to you tomorrow merry christmas kristen Merry kudisa misa so we'll be right christmas. back in just a couple of minutes a very very special guest for me at least hopefully for you guys is coming up right after this
0: this is the tom bernard show
1: Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25- to 30-minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com you may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to use promo code TOM so we get credit for sending you. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself, and if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Contact Matt Carlin, 1 Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from coast-to-coast mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. Before you Head back to one of the big box stores for your hunting and shooting needs this season. Do yourself a favor and visit my choice, K&L Surplus and Ammo in Lino Lakes. Not only does K&L have one of the widest selections of firearms and ammo in the Twin Cities, they also do business the right way. They want to make sure that you have the right firearm and the right ammo for your needs. Jim, the owner, has over 25 years of experience in the business and will help you find what you need at a fair price. Speaking of prices, a lot of stores are using inflation and supply shortages as an excuse to raise prices on ammunition. Not K&L. Jim's doing everything to hold the line on pricing so you can spend more time on the range. Find out for yourself why K&L Surplus & Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go in and chat with Jim in person at the store on Lake Drive in of Lakes or online at klgunstore.com klgunstore.com
0: this is the tom bernard morning show podcast
1: we are back ladies and gentlemen i'm looking at a guy oh somebody's taking a phone call whoa bj there we go Good. This?
6: this was my alarm to be here and i was
1: a <laughs> uh, few days ago jay philpot who used to work uh he, he ran the love 105 there were three different uh, stations involved in that whole deal, but I've uh, known Jay for a billion years, and um, he's now run a bunch of stations in Wisconsin. And I got a text message from from uh, Jay. He said, "You got to hear this. This is pretty amazing." So there's this guy named B.J. Shea. Might have been at KISW, which was one of the highest rated radio stations in America. Correct?
6: Yes, I'll
1: take that. <laughs> <He> goes, yes. <laughs> Andy, do you have the audio?
3: Um, I don't know if I can play Because I have it I don't, on my phone, but that probably wouldn't be the best audio either. Would I it? don't know if I can play it because we don't really technically have permission from the station. Oh, yeah. really? I don't know if I want to yeah. do that without talking to them first about it.
1: Why would they even stick their nose in it? typical management that's all I've got to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, who owned the station?
6: Odyssey, and I I'll just say this, Odyssey is a comp- it was a company founded by lawyers. Right. So, mm. <laughs> well
1: then. And now the son, the son of a lawyer who's also a lawyer, right? Is taking yes. over. It's
6: it, it's it, uh, it is it is an interesting company to have worked for. I'll just say that.
1: It does work that way. As a matter of fact, when I got fired at KQRS, all these other stations called me and, and uh, you remember the name Sid Hartman. Sid was a legendary sportscaster in Minneapolis and his son and I are really good friends. And he called me and said, oh man, you should come over work over here. Odyssey owns the station, you would love it, and all the rest of it. And as soon as they asked the, the young man who is now the owner of the company, he said, no, he, my politics don't mesh with his. It's like, what? Why is everything so political now, BJ? I, I just don't yeah. get it.
6: Uh, Tom, I'm with you. It's like, uh, I thought we were trying to make money. I don't care yeah. what you think as long as the green is rolling in <laughs> and you don't come to my house. <laughs> yes. What do I care?
1: No, it's true. Absolutely true. But anyway, so I get this uh, audio sent to me, and you're probably right, since it's owned by lawyers, we probably can't play the audio. I wish we could. Because I was absolutely shocked. What year was it? How long ago was it we had dinner at Bar La Grassa?
6: Oh, my gosh. It might have been five to, I'd say five to seven years ago, Tom. Five
1: to seven years ago. So BJ and I are having dinner. A couple other people were at the dinner as well. And I love the fact that BJ said, and I could tell at first Tom wasn't all that interesting because he doesn't like talking to radio people, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> But then something happened. And I'll turn it over to you, BJ. Something, you said something to me that changed the conversation forever. And I'd like to hear your take on it.
6: It was. It was. I was pestering a, a mutual friend, Lori Lewis. And you, yeah. you, you, the, your company was having a big party. I just was at your restaurant because I heard you had a great restaurant. And I said, first of all, I said, boy, this guy has accomplished more than I have. I don't have a restaurant. And what a terrific restaurant it was. And then Lori was there because she saw me, came out of the party said laurie look i'm a big fanboy, but could i is there a way i could just shake hands with tom say hi and she said i'll see what i can do and you did come out like i said you came out you were cordial but i've seen this look on a a person's face before (laughs) they're like god another radio person who's just going to be a radio do i need this in my life and i saw that and i said i better lead with the one thing that we have in common which is that I worked with both of my, you know, I worked with both of my kids, and I knew you did too. Mm-hmm. And I just saw your face. Like it went from kid, I got things to do, to oh my god, I want to talk to you about this because it was one of the shining moments of your life. You said to yep. me, "You said, BJ, oh my god, it's the best thing that's been that's happened in my career. I can't tell you how much I love working with my kids." And I, and that's how we bonded.
1: You know, it, so you can see everybody's on the show with you right now. Can see all the other uh, people.
6: This is insane. Your setup. I. I mean, are these all your kids?
1: No, the one in the middle that's is my one. daughter, Alex.
6: <laughs> just... <laughs>
1: <Kevin>. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just yeah, just <laughs> Kevin. That's right. Uh, <laughs> right. My daughter Alex is right in the middle. And oh, uh, hi, Alex. Hello. The upper right, It's he's in the upper right of my deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the uh, the engineer? Please <laughs> show my son Andy. Hey, Andy. Uh, Hello. My wife is usually here, but she's apparently too busy. <laughs> Christmasing it up. Uh, Tevin is my, uh, he's not really my adopted son. What, what would you describe yourself as?
5: Know, we call it adopted son. I don't think there's really a better word for it.
1: There's, yeah. So, you know, I, I was so impressed that a guy of your stature, because you kicked ass in how many years in Seattle?
6: 17 years, 24 total, but 17 years at KISW, which is basically the KQRS of Seattle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But to, to hear something like that from, because most radio people wouldn't do what you did.
6: I think well, that's Tom, it, it, it had an impact and, and, and I really love that, you know, you, it was a genuine conversation that we had about something that I haven't been able to share with anybody else where, you know, you, we love what we do and the fact that our kids would say, yeah, we'll do this with you. And then you're like, yeah. Oh my God, I get to, uh, it, it, nope. it, it was just a really wonderful moment that stuck in my mind and yeah
1: it was just such a nice thing to do. Why, why is it? So it had that Im- much impact on you. It was one of the last things yeah. you ever talked about on K- KISW.
6: Well, I really wanted, uh, you know, like you, Tom, um, it was, uh, you know, my, my leaving the station wasn't my choice. And, um, um really, yeah, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say this, Tom, not to brag just because this is a weird occurrence, but you know, we have a competitive market. And so the rays were going a little up and down. I mean, not too horrible, but, we had been on the upswing. And so we were number three, number two. And then this month, it was like, holy cow, we're number one in that 25, 24 category. So the general manager says he wants to see me. And I'm like, well, this is fantastic. He's going to (laughs) congratulate me. Maybe we're going to go out to coffee. (laughs) And it's, I can't believe the, just the surreal nature. As I walk in, he looks at me and he says, your services are no longer needed. When your contract is up, get out. Oh, God. And I, I'm looking at him like, is this, um, is this a joke? I mean, yep. am I being pumped? And uh, yeah. So it, 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 17 years of uh, a great time. And you know, it's just corporate stuff, Tom. I mean, the local team is great, but the corporate stuff is tough. The, the companies are trying to be wall street yeah. companies and, when you know, they don't do that right, us local people suffer.
1: There's no question. Same thing happened to me. 37 years doing that morning show. And all of a sudden, one day hey. I got a call from Atlanta and said, Tom, we got we to gotta wrap this up. This is just not working. I said, what are you talking about? You know, the station was the number one rated morning show in the country for years. These new people come along, bring some other assholes with them.
0: And I've never been
1: and BJ, you pointed this out in the audio as well. I've never been real tolerant of assholes in radio. That is (laughs) true. (laughs) But look what happened to you, look what happened to me. How could that ever happen to BJ Shea and me?
6: How? Tom, when I heard about what happened to you, and of course everybody likes to position however they want to position. I was asked if I wanted to do a retirement, a goodbye show, and I said, No, I I I don't take pride in pretending that what happened didn't happen I'm a, I'm a truth speaker i want everybody to know that you guys are not really good at your jobs but i'm good at my job yeah uh, well there you go yeah yeah the, i mean was the delicious. guy who's running our the guy who's running our company it's unbelievable to me he, you know i they, they come tell me just like they told you you're at the top of your game the numbers say so the metrics that they measure me by say i'm number one the mm-hmm. metrics they measure a ceo by are the stock price and my company's stock price is lower than saran wrap on a sidewalk and he has- <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that's true that uh, yeah it's wcco a legendary radio station in this town is owned by by odyssey and i don't even know if they show up anymore it's just maybe it's not the uh, people on the air maybe it's the company they ever think of that
6: well, I do a lot.
1: <laughs> so, what are you going to do now, BJ?
6: I was really fortunate. Uh, Danny Bonaducci uh, retired. Uh, yeah. Very- yeah. He that's retired right. just recently. So uh and my my agent had been working ever since I knew in July my agent has been running around telling all the major companies. So I think that this I think they knew that Danny was going to retire but mm-hmm. they were they weren't sure and my agent is Danny's agent and so all the stars aligned where um I was available uh in Washington uh non-competes are un-enforce, unenforceable so I can really just go from one job to another no matter what the contract says and so I w- I was I mean, when does that happen, Tom? When do you lose a job and go to another job without skipping a beat? I'm very fortunate.
1: Yeah, there's amazing. The family and I have been doing a podcast for 12 years now, so it was wow. an easy slide for me. And the Hubbard family is where I started 53 years ago. I started with the Hubbards 53 years ago, so I thought, you know what? i got a few years left in me. Why don't I just end my career where I started it all those years ago? It's kind yeah, of cool I- that you were oh, able man. to do that, and so was I.
6: Yeah. And Tom, I almost, I I, I talked to the Hubbard family. I mean, I was very, very impressed. Really, really great people over there. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, so it's uh, I'm really happy you get to do that because I I think they're a good company. I I really like them.
1: Oh yeah. Jenny, I've known Jenny since she was eight years old. Isn't that amazing?
6: Oh, wow. Wow. And you had so, that conversation. Someday I'm going to be working for you. <laughs> yeah, someday I'll be working for you, and you'll
1: be mean to me. It'll be unbelievable. Now, Jenny, oh, I love yeah. the Hubbard family. Wonderful people. BJ, you should. So, what's – are you going to be on in the morning?
6: Yeah, uh the morning show. Uh, just you know, we're, and and there's a there's a um, uh, Danny's former uh, former partner on the show, co-host Sarah, is a terrific talent. I'm so excited to work with. I've I've always oh, been. Yeah, I've I've always sort of admired her from afar and said, "Oh man, I would love to work with her someday." But I thought, "Hey, I'm never going to leave my station, so that's never going to happen." So yeah, that yeah. that's the silver lining.
1: Well, damn you for making too much money, BJ. That's the problem. I know,
6: I know you're right. Why did that's I think I should problem. do that? Why did yeah, I want to really. take care of my family and build a retirement? I don't know what 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 was I thinking?
1: So what what are the call letters where you're going?
6: KZOK 102.5. It's an iHeart station, so I'm. That's another bucket list item. I never got to work for them, and you know, I have a little. I'm a little vain or whatever, but I go. I like to work for the company that's considered the best company, at least by achievement standards. And mm-hmm. so I got to do that, and that's kind of fun. And I have a lot of friends in that company, so um, and and they advocated uh, 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 my friend Woody, who does a show in LA. He literally pulled Bob Pittman aside and made him meet me so that they oh, would consider me for nice. the job. I, I mean, you know, that's, that's the thing, Tom, I, I really am very thankful to the people who have had an impact on my life. And you just, that's why I remembered you. I, just because I did, just because I knew it's like, he's not going to want to talk to anybody in the business. The man just wants to have a meal you know, and <laughs> So I just knew it's like, I've got to find a way to win him over. You know, when you're doing an interview with a celebrity and you don't know, you got to try to win them over in the five-minute window they give you, which is almost impossible. And I, I, But I had so much training because we do that in the career. I go, I think I can get Tom over. If, if the kid thing doesn't work, then Tom just isn't going to want to talk to me ever, ever again. And <laughs>
1: No, it was such a joy to hear from somebody, especially after just losing my job after 37 years, yeah. to just uh, seven, eight, nine months later to get a message from someone of your stature, remembering the fact that we met and all the rest of it. That really meant a ton to me, BJ, because most people would never even bother to do what you did.
6: Well, Tom, you are somebody who I looked up to. You know, It was one of those things where I thought, this is uh, this is the GOAT. If I can be like this in Seattle, the way you were in minnesota which i i personally don't think i ever achieved but i oh, yes, that was indeed. what i shot for well i appreciate that but that so that's why i, I want to meet this guy because this is a man who is one of the greatest our business has ever seen and you know and and not having and i know it's tough because a lot of people have ego and want to one up but i really just want to say man uh, first off you, insp- you, you i love that our kids are working second off you're, you're oh, what yeah. a great job and then when i met you i thought and oh, this is just a regular guy who does what he does and I really appreciated that as opposed to, you know, having a blank measuring contest, which is a lot of what happens when you talk to people <laughs> on radio. You know, it's just, That's very can't we true. Just be, can't we just be real people and talk about how lucky we are and, you know, and not have to one up? Every, I mean, you know, humans are. But, so I was happy I got to do that with you.
1: Well, the timing of it was brilliant because people right now are the meanest they have ever been. Yeah, Nobody's nice to one another. So for somebody like VJ Shea to, to say what you said on the air and maybe get permission someday to play it, because I'd love to, for our listeners to hear it. You're a hell of a guy. I think the world of the, and you. You, need, you need to pop on the show once in a while. What the hell? It's a different podcast. No,
6: I would love to. I do. I, I, I. mean, to be able to like spend some time working with you, are you kidding? You, you tell me anytime, any day, and uh, as, long, as long as there's not some science fiction movie I need to watch, I'm there. Uh,
4: <laughs> see, there I you mean, go.
6: Think about the new Star Wars movie, Tom. Sorry, I'm going to have to put you to the side. Uh, Doctor anything, Who's yeah. about to start up, so don't interfere with that schedule on me. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm there. I never think there,
1: there for you. DJ, one hell of a man you are. Thank you so much. It Thank made you. me feel c- – because, again, I just went through that year of what was this really all about? And then a man of your stature uh, announces on the air saying all these different things that were so sweet and so kind. And the fact that you pointed out that you love your family and I love mine is the most important part of that whole conversation. It's just so – you two understand that?
6: Andy yeah. and Alex, do you get it? No, no. no. no? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them Oh, man. It's, I love this. It sounds like it's a very similar dynamic. And, <laughs> um,
1: it's, uh, it is. I, a my, a- my
6: daughter still lives with me. I can't even get her out of the house. She won't leave the house, and she's 32. She's married, and she still won't leave. She wants me <laughs> to leave the house. <laughs>
1: Uh, i andy has your number so what i will do is get the number from him and i'll call you and leave you my number bj let's stay in touch but thank you sir you're a gentleman and you made my year thank you
6: oh i'm so happy tom and thank you for having me on it's been a pleasure all
1: right we'll talk to you soon bj shea ladies and gentlemen ksw in seattle legendary radio station i mean that station kicked ass when he was on the morning show And I didn't even know he got fired. I thought he just uh, left to go somewhere else, but turns out he went through the same situation that I did, that these filthy corporations that run things now, money is all that matters. And even if you're bringing in, I made them over a billion dollars while I was there. Didn't matter. What have you done for me lately? Well, you destroyed the show, so maybe it's what you did to yourself, you think? Well, they now have, the last I saw, they had about a two share. So, nice job, of course, Brittany loves them
2: I mean so much. I left before you did, sir, so you've literally copied me. I got sober first. you got you sober I left you left, like you'll probably wear flannel tomorrow, okay, probably
1: yeah, probably will. I'll follow your lead. white headphones and uh and a flannel coat. That's exactly what I'll do, Perfect. but no i I cannot tell you how rare it is for somebody in another part of the United States to go on their last day on a show and say, Hey, this guy inspired me. I love this guy and I hope he understands it. That was so, so it's something I needed at the time to hear somebody in the business say, Hey man, you inspired us. That's that's a wonderful thing to hear.
2: That's amazing. I mean, I think that's awesome. I think, I, I think it's funny that he knew that his in with you is to talk about your family because, like, that is ingenious. <laughs> if anybody wants to warm up with you, just say, you know, or, or one of your grandkids' names. I think that's really cool.
1: Well, it's the whole thing. My wife, our children, our grandchildren, I adore them. I tell my children that all the time, and they don't believe me. But it's true.
2: They believe you. They're just, like, Not even heard right. it quite a bit. They're unaffected. <laughs> they're
1: sick of hearing it.
2: Oh, sorry. I'm going to go right. head nod. Oh, I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm sorry.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> you would just punch it down? Sorry, my that dad never nice
2: says thing. this stuff, so just react. Oh, man.
1: All right. Well, that. Uh, thank you, Andy, for lining that up. That was a real thrill to have BJ on the show. Just a hell of a nice guy and a supreme talent. Oh, yeah. look at you two. <laughs> would you two behave? I will God. never. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a few minutes with the family show right after this.